Tomorrow, August 31st, is the last day to enter for your chance to win a $100 Amazon e-gift card and help us make YMYW the best financial podcast ever. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes and access the survey and the secret password. U.S. residents only, no purchase necessary. Survey and giveaway close and winner chosen at 4 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow, August 31st, 2022. Today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 393, should you convert money from your pre-tax retirement accounts to Roth now or wait until retirement or until required minimum distributions kick in? Should a 93-year-old open his first ever Roth and start converting? What's a good retirement savings mix between pre-tax and post-tax? And the fellas do a worst-case scenario retirement spitball analysis. Click Ask Joe and Al on air in the podcast show notes to send in your money questions. I'm producer Andy Last with the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson CFP, and Big Al Clopine CPA. And we're kicking it off today with a priority voice message about Roth conversions versus backdoor Roth. Hey, Joe and Big Al. This is Kyle from Georgia. Uh, my question is regarding some money that I have from an old employer 401k. So it's about $200,000 and it's all pre-tax. And when I left that employer, I moved it to my personal IRA. So my question is, is twofold. One, I can do Roth conversions on that money. We did it for the first time this year and we were able to withstand the tax burden. We're in a high tax bracket and above the income limit to do regular Roth contributions. My other option is to take all that 200,000 and now I have access to my new employer's 401k if I should roll it there. And the reason being is I guess that the 200,000 is now sitting in a pre-tax account in my IRA. I can no longer make backdoor contributions. So no longer can put the 6,000 in and, and do a backdoor. So I'm wondering what you think is best if I should just leave it there and continue to, I guess, chunk at it till it's down to zero and, and all Roth, because that's the goal is to get it to all Roth when our late thirties, as I said, or if I should immediately take all 200,000, put it in the new employer's plan, that's my pre-tax account. Um, and then I can start making yearly Roth contributions. So drive a 2017 Honda Pilot uh, and love all things Georgia craft beer. And I uh, really love listening to your show. Thanks for all you guys do. All right. Very good question. couple of things. So Kyle has $200,000 in an old 401k that he rolled into an IRA. Right. And so his question is, is like, now that it's in an IRA, um, I'm subject to the pro rata aggregation rules in regards to backdoor Roth contributions. And do we need to explain what a backdoor Roth contribution is? Probably. A backdoor so. Roth contribution is when you can... And here's the funny thing, because this is a really good question that's going to prove my point that I've been trying to make for years. Everyone's all big on this backdoor. Yeah, a lot of comments on that. Backdoor, barnyard, (laughs) Megatron, all this stuff, right? Oh, my God, I can't do the backdoor because of this and that. But Kyle's goal is to get a lot of the money that he has into a Roth IRA in his, by his late 30s. Right. Pretty aggressive goal, but I, I like where he's headed. He could move the money into a 401k because the money's in a 401k. There's no aggregation of pro rata rules because the IRS looks at 401ks and IRAs differently in regards to basis. Right. So if he keeps it in the IRA, he says he can no longer do a backdoor Roth, which is a non-deductible IRA contribution. He already paid tax on it. He says he's in a high tax bracket, right? You heard it? I I heard it. So he pays tax on that money. 
And then he puts the money into an IRA and then he converts it. Yep. So the only difference of the pro rata rules and the aggregation rules is that if you've already decided to pay the tax, it makes no difference. Who cares about the back door? Because if I have the money in the IRA that I've never paid tax on, and let's say he converts $6,000, he pays tax on the $6,000 conversion versus him taking his paycheck, paying the tax, then putting it into an IRA and then converting. Is there any difference in the tax? It works out the same. It's exactly the same. The only difference is that when you do a conversion is that you make the decision to prepay the tax. That's it. Right. If I want to do the back door, I've already paid the tax. I could keep the money outside of an IRA. I could move it into the IRA, then convert it to a Roth, keep it in my checking account. So you have more options. But if you want it in a Roth IRA to grow tax free and everyone's so high bent on the back door, you could just convert the same amount of money and you pay the exact same amount of tax. Yeah, true. So yeah, so it, it makes no difference in his case. I would keep the money into the IRA and I would convert to two hundred thousand. I would still add six thousand dollars into the IRA to have more money into the Roth later. Yeah, so you can convert that later. So so here here's a couple thoughts too to add to what you said, uh, which is this: is I'd be reluctant to put my IRA money back into an employer four hundred one k unless they had good investment options. I to me that's more important than being able to do a backdoor Roth. I mean just in a bubble, if you just think about it that way. Now, if your company has great investment options and you really want to do backdoor Roth, then yeah, that could be a good way to go. But in this particular case, Kyle, you want to get this all converted in a short time. So maybe you want to leave it in the IRA so you have the access to convert it, right? So I think I think that's your answer. Just leave it in the IRA. And and unless, the, the, the reason, again, you would want to con- to roll it into your 401k is if the 401k had decent investment options and you just wanted to do the backdoor Roth year in, year out. Or you could move it into the 401k. And if there's the Roth provision in the 401k that he can move the pre-tax 401k into the Roth 401k and do inner plan conversions throughout. I mean, then, then you yeah. can have the best of both. If, if they allow that, then you can do both. Exactly. So you move it into the 401k and then you convert the pre-tax to the Roth inside the shell of the 401k plan. Then you can do your backdoor Roth IRAs. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and so I'm going to sort of uh, kind of second what you said, and that is there is so much talk and angst about backdoor Roths. It's helpful. It's helpful, but it's, it's, it hardly moves the needle that much in a lot of cases. It helps. Any amount in a Roth is good. And if you can get it there tax-free, fantastic. But some people are... are but it never tr- comes in tax-free. It's always an after-tax contribution. It, well, yeah, it's, right? an ap- it's an after-tax. But I guess what I'm saying is is they want to make a contribution, but they can't because of, of the uh, income, limitations. income limitations. Yeah, so this is a way around that. But you're right. I mean, you're going to pay... It's after-tax money already, Right. So the only difference is it's after-tax money from potentially a prior year. Maybe you're in a lower tax year. So there's a there could be a difference sure, sure, there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if we get super technical, good <laughs> point though. So yeah, I think we answered. I think we busted that I think, out. I think we got it. All right. Well, enjoy your uh, Georgia craft beer. Got a question that came in. Teddy from Oceanside goes, "Hey, I'm putting twenty percent of my four hundred one k, fifteen percent pre tax, five percent of the Roth. It's just my wife and I." We have a reasonable mortgage, no debt. Is this a good mix? What do you think, Joe? Good mix? (laughs) 
Probably need a little more information. <laughs> I will say this though, Ted. So if I'm if I'm understanding what you're saying, you're putting 40% of your income in savings. Great job. I mean, we 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 tell people to try to get up to 20%. No, no, no. 20%. Yeah. It's 15% into the pre-tax oh, and five into the Roth for a total of 20. I was adding it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's it. It's okay. Got it. Never mind. So I'll still answer. I'll still say the same thing. 20% savings. I like it. So it's just a good mix. What's what mix is he asking us? Between uh, pre-tax and Roth is that's what he's asking. Ah. Should it be 10 and 10 or should it be 15 and five or five and 15? We, we don't really know enough about you. <laughs> So, <laughs> I think the answer is I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, yes, we, no clue. But twenty percent is a good savings number. Great, great savings number. Um, Love it. And I think that you have some money going to the Roth, and you have some money going pre-tax, which is good. But you you have to look a little bit more at what what is your taxable income? What tax bracket are yeah, you in? That that's actually the very first thing you look at is what's your tax bracket, and is it worth paying tax? If you're in a high bracket. You might do a little bit less Roth or even no Roth or at least some to get some money into Roth, but or vice versa. Or right, you want to do hundred percent Roth or yeah, vice versa. How old are you? you do you have a huge 401k already? That's all pre-tax. And now maybe you want to do hundred percent Roth to kind of balance it out. Yeah. Um, so th- there's a lot more, I guess it, there's no rule of thumb. No, you know what I mean? Especially with this stuff, because, yeah, but we could ask that, right? How much to have in Roth? Uh, pre-tax and and a 401k. I, I wish it was that simple. Okay. Then this show would be over in like seven minutes. A third, a third, a third. A third. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> we'll just play the same stupid show over and over and over again. Uh, but yeah, it's a little bit more uh, complex than that. But um, uh, you're on a good start, Ted. Uh, appreciate the question. Some listeners would say we do play the same show over and over again. Roth all the time, baby. What's the best savings mix for you? And are you on track for a successful retirement? Get a deep dive into your entire financial situation from one of the experienced professionals on Joe and Big Al's team at Pure Financial Advisors and find out. It's free, just like the YMYW podcast, but it's one-on-one, in-depth, and completely customized to your needs, wants, and goals. Unlike the YMYW podcast. Pure is a fee-only fiduciary, which means they'll never sell you investment products or earn commissions off of you, and they're required by law to act in the client's best interest. To schedule your free financial assessment, click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes, then click get an assessment. Uh, Hey, Joe, Big Al, Andy, you are my favorite podcasters. Bam! Nice. Boom. Podcasters. Oh, yeah, it's boom. Sorry. Could be pow as well. Um, <laughs> boom, bam, pow. Uh, my dad is 93 years old or years young. He's still pretty active. His drink of choice is Tillamadoo. Um, and, he, and he drives a Buick Lacrosse. Oh, they, do they still make those? I don't think so. I think that's he's had it for 25 years. He does oh, say it's a tank. It's a tank. <laughs> Uh, he's been drawn down as IRA is required, moving the RMDs into a brokerage account. He has a good pension, Social Security, about 200000 in a brokerage account, and about 200000 in a MYGA. Multi-year guaranteed annuity. Oh, pretty good. Wow. <laughs> uh, he doesn't need the money, so it's just moved from one account to another. 
Uh, he is concerned about the current tax rates expiring in 2026 and wants to move the balance of his IRA, about $80,000, out before then. He is continuing to move the RMDs, which amount to be about $10,000 a year, into the brokerage, uh, but wants to move or convert an additional fifteen dollars or $20,000 per year into the Roth IRA. This will still keep him in the 22% tax bracket in under IRMA. Two questions have surfaced. He does not have a current Roth IRA. So, as this would be new, what would his withdrawal limitations be in depositing money into his new Roth in 2022, 2023, and 2024, given the five-year rule for conversions? Okay, good question. Yeah, very good question. So, um, second question is, in the event he would pass before each of the Roth conversions are five years old, what are the withdrawal limitations for his adult child beneficiaries? Thanks for the great show, Gus. All right, Gus, thank you for the question. All right. So he's got a 93-year-old dad. Right, that does not have a Roth IRA. And was looking to open up his first Roth IRA. Yep. Oh, a little virgin. Yep. After 93 years, congratulations. Better late than ever. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> all right, so he can open up a Roth IRA, no problem. Um, and he can deposit money into the account, no problem. Uh, the only issues with the five-year clock is that he will not be able to take basically any earnings out of the account for five years. The five-year clock will start with the first dollar that hits the first Roth IRA in regards to earnings. The five-year clock has two clocks, one for contributions and one for conversions. Correct. And so there's this rule when it comes to conversions that you have a five-year clock on contributions for each conversion that you make if you're under 59 and a half. Correct. Yeah. So you can do a contribution, which is the $6,000 a year, $7,000. You can pull the money out right away. No penalty because it's a contribution. But Gus's dad does not qualify for the contribution because he does not have earned income. That's correct. And so I want to make that point because when you said he can deposit money to the Roth, he can do a conversion. Yes. He can't do a contribution unless he's got earned income, which I'm presuming he he doesn't. Correct. And earned income is wages, self-employment income, something that you pay Correct. tax on. Yeah, that's right. So the five-year clock needs to be five years. So let's say Gus's dad puts the money into the Roth IRA this year and pa- passes away. So in Gus is the, or is Gus the dad or is Gus the guy? I don't know. I think he's the son. Okay, good. So Gus is the son. He inherits dad's Roth IRA, right? So the Roth IRA was open in 2022. Right. He still has to wait five years to get any of the earnings out of that inherited Roth IRA out tax free. Right. I, I agree with that. Gus's dad or, or Gus still needs to distribute all of the money out within 10 years as well. But he he can wait the first five years. Don't take anything out because he's going to be taxed on it. And then wait after that five years. Then he has another five years to let the money continue to compound tax free. And then let's say in the 10th year, he could take all that money out and have a tax-free treatment. If he pulls the money out prior to the end of the five-year clock, Gus is going to be taxed. You're talking about the earnings though, only. Earnings only. Yeah. So let's be clear about that. So so dad does a $50,000 conversion, $20,000 conversion, whatever the number is. 
And because his Gus's dad is over 59 and a half, he could actually pull that money out right away. But if the 20,000 grows to 21,000, that's where that extra thousand dollars, you got to wait for five years. So uh, if Gus were to inherit the account before five years, Gus could still pull out the 20,000 because that's the conversion amount, but he'd have to wait for that extra thousand dollars until five years has lapsed. So the reason for the five-year clock on conversions, each conversion has its own five-year clock. If you're under 59 and a half, it's because people would convert their IRA to a Roth IRA prior to 59 and a half. And then they would take the conversion money out of the account and it would avoid the 10% early withdrawal penalty. So the IRS says, well, there's a loophole here. So each conversion has to wait five years for you to get the conversion amount if you're under 59 and a half. So I'm 50 years old. I do a conversion. I could get the conversion amount out after 55. I do another conversion the next year. Now I got to wait for 56 for that conversion and so on and so forth. Once you hit 59 and a half, then the conversion five-year clock kind of molds into the contribution five-year clock. Same rule as contributions at that point. Right. And at this case, he's already got the account for over five years, or if Gus's dad passes, Gus is going to have to wait for five years to take the a total tax-free distribution out of the account, and I'm talking earnings only. Correct. We got Paul from Southern California. He writes in, he goes, hey, I have a question about a Roth conversion. Imagine that. <laughs> first one. Have we ever talked about Roth Never. Before? First one here today. Well, I'm still a high-income earner. All right. Married, 56 years old, and plan to retire. When I'm 60. All right. So he's 50. He's got four years. Right. I make between 450 and 800,000 annually. I got a big old that's income on. That's healthy. That's Paul. Congrats. <laughs> uh, depending on how business is going, this puts me in the 35 to 37% federal tax bracket. I have maxed out my traditional 401k each year and currently have about $800,000 in it. We have no money in a Roth, uh, Roth IRA account. Total savings is about $2 million. We have about 1.2 in equity in the house. Our kids are through college and out the door. I like that saying. <laughs> Get the hell out of the house. Uh, do I wait until I retire? Maybe some are retired to do a Roth conversion when my income will drop to a lower tax bracket. I may start part-time in a few years. After 60 or so, my income will be around $80,000. Um, or does it make sense to get money into the Roth now, even though I'm in the highest tax bracket? I appreciate any spitball you can do on this question, even if you mix in some flippant comments. <laughs> you wouldn't do that, would Never. you? Oh, he's got a big wallet. Um, four, okay, well, the question I have, Paul's making four fifty dollars to $800,000 a year. Right. Then he's going to go part-time and make eighty. Yeah, that's what he says. In, Wouldn't you in think four years. time would be like four hundred or two fifty? <laughs> Not necessarily. Maybe he wants to work a lot less, or even do something different. That's something like more fun. Eighth of the time. It definitely sounds like it's going to be just something different. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go part time and make five bucks an hour. All right, right. that's fine. Yeah, well, usually people say, you know, I, I used to make five hundred thousand. I'm going to go into consulting. I'll make, I'll make at least that. No, maybe, at least maybe that. more. And then we see him in two years later. How'd you do? Yeah. Well, it didn't quite happen like yeah, that. Looking at the airport. <laughs> okay. What I don't know, Al. I know what your opinion's going to be. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll say it. I would. I would wait till sixty. 
If you're in a high bracket, you're going to be in a much lower bracket. You've got 12 years to convert. It's not like you've got millions and millions. You got 800,000, which is a good number, but it's not like it's a, it's a, I mean, sometimes we see some pretty big numbers and, and for a much bigger number, I'd say, let's go ahead and start converting because you're going to be in the highest bracket anyway. But I don't think that's the case. So I would wait till retirement personally. Wow. Just kind of shattered Paul's dreams there. <laughs> well, you don't have that much money, Paul. Well, we only deal with... I didn't say that. I just said, I, I well, it's said, not like you got a lot of money, Paul. I, I didn't even say that either. I said, I said, you got a good amount, um, but, but not enough, but not enough for if, if it were me, not, you. not enough to do conversions while I'm in the highest tax bracket. Got it. Um, I would convert some for sure. I know you would without question. The would market's you, down. Would, yeah, but it's, it's recovering. You better hurry. You better, you do, it, better do it tomorrow. Go, go now. <laughs> uh, as soon as you hit this download, uh, <laughs> hit that go button on the conversion. I don't know. The market's down. Um, he's got a couple million dollars. He's making four fifty to eight hundred thousand dollars a year, so he's killing it. Yeah. Right. And he's going to work for another four or five years. He's probably going to save another few hundred thousand dollars. That's going into a non-qualified or brokerage account. Then he's going to go part time. He probably doesn't spend a ton. Um, I would say, what the hell? I mean, if you have a Roth 401k option, I would start there because it's a lot easier to kind of swallow the pill. Yeah, I do agree with that. Right. You know, so you say, okay, well, you know, going back to, I guess, Uncle Teddy's question, just a good mix of 15% and five. Right. You know what? I think that would be a fine mix for Paul. At least you start the Roth, you get a little bit of money tax free. And then when he retires, semi retires at, you know, age 60, then you're right. Then, then you would unload and, and, and probably do maybe to the top of the 12% or 22% tax bracket. Or 24 even. Yeah. Um, but you, you look at it at what tax bracket is Paul going to be at full retirement age? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what that's where Al's coming from, Paul. He's like, well, you have $800,000. Your required minimum distribution is not going to blow you up, right? It, 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 depending on what his lifestyle is and what his savings or spending is, you could probably spend or, or take money out of the, the, the account at you know, the 12% tax bracket and maybe maintain a pretty low tax bracket throughout uh, ver, versus, let's say, if you have a large pension, you have Social Security, you have a, a lot larger retirement account and no other assets. That's what we usually see. He's got a few million dollars. It's not chump change, right. but he's diversified a little bit where he's got some money in a brokerage account, and then he's got the other money in a 401k, where mostly uh, a lot of times we, we, we see two, $3 million in a retirement account, and that's their entire liquid investment. Yeah, good point. And so uh, another, so to kind of follow up on my thinking, so you're right. So Paul has a, a lot of money outside of retirement, a lot of equity in his home. He's got money in retirement, but he's already got a decent mix. He just doesn't have Roth IRA. And the thing is, if he was 69 years old, I might have a different answer, totally. but but at 60, you still got 12 years to do conversion. So that that's what I would do. I would wait, but but it, it's not a bad idea with your current 401k to at least get a little money going to the Roth just to get that started. Sure. Um, okay, cool. Hopefully that helps. Thanks a lot for the email. We got Daniel writes in from SoCal. He goes, hey, Andy, Joe, big Al, longtime listener, big fan. Joe, you always make me laugh. That's your, that's your goal. Oh, God. That's why we do this show. Thanks, buddy. Made my day. Uh, here's the non-important stuff. I drive a 2007 Toyota Tacoma, wife, 2016 Jeep. We have a new motorhome, Renegade Valencia, 
38 RB. I don't know what 38 RB <laughs> I, is. I don't either. That's, that's a big-ass <laughs> RB, I'm guessing. <laughs> we towed the Jeep behind the motorhome. We don't drink alcohol, and we have one dog, Yorkie, named Mike. All right? Important stuff. We are both 63 years old and have been retired for six years. I got a pension of $120,000 a year, but only 42000 is taxable. We both take our Social Security, me 10000 per year, my wife 24 per year for a total of $76,000 taxable per year. Uh, all right, so 42, pension, 10, plus the 24 is getting the 76. Yep, yep. Okay? Social Security is taxed at 85%. I believe, <clears throat> so actual Social Security combined would be 30600 yearly for a total of 7273 yearly taxable income. The house and the vehicles are... Paying off and no other payments expect for the normal monthly utilities, insurance, et cetera. We have a combined retirement account of $1.1 million with $650 in a Roth, $450 in an IRA, and $100,000 in savings. We have converted $120,000 per year for the last three years. In the past, I paid the taxes from money coming in from a benefit account, but that is almost used up. I can probably convert around $100,000 for year 2023, which will use up the benefit money. Any idea what a benefit account is, Al? No, no idea. Benefit account. What do you think? It, could he be saying he's a beneficiary? Maybe. Yeah, could that, that's a that's a good guess. Maybe it was like a little account. It, that, it wouldn't be an HSA account because you can't use that for taxes. Benefit account. Yeah, I'm guessing. I, I think we'll go with your suggestion. I, I think so too, Andy. So he's cool. got a little side pool of money that is a benefit account. Yeah. Came from somewhere. Came from maybe dad, mom. It could be. Grandma. My question is, <clears throat> how much should I convert in the coming years now that taxes will be paid from my savings account? Um, at $73,000 a year after standard deduction estimate, 25K brings us to $48,000 of taxable income. Should I only convert up to the top of the 12% tax bracket or go higher? We have nine years before we have to take RMDs. And at that age, our tax bracket's pretty low. Should we keep converting? Maybe less per year than what we have been doing or stop converting or just pay the tax when collecting RMDs? So far, we haven't needed to pull them any money out of the retirement accounts for our motorhome trips, vacations, or for any other reason. But that might change if we start traveling overseas. Appreciate your input and ideas. Thanks. You think he's going to bring the RV overseas? No. But that's that thing uh, on a barge? I don't think so. Okay. So what do you think? $48,000 taxable income, he can convert 50 grand, call it. Yeah. Give or yes. take. 40. Okay. Yeah, I like 40 better. Um, Stay in the 12% bracket. The IRA is 450000 And let's see, at age 63, by the time Daniel gets to age 72. Nine years. Let's so. just say it's almost doubled. 900, 800. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it 900. So mm -hmm. our RMD would be about 4%. So that's uh, that's what, about 36,000 mm -hmm. per year. So, and based upon the numbers that we already know, that's actually going to still keep you in the 12% bracket. So I would probably convert. I would definitely convert to the top of the 12. I probably wouldn't go higher. Yeah, that. I agree with that 100%. So yeah, you get four, $400,000 out over the next nine years. Yeah. Right. And so now your IRA balance is not four 
you know, let's say double the 900, it still stays at like 400,000, 450. Right. Yeah, right. So, which is now you got an RMD of 16 grand. 000. And then you have your social security that's going to be tax free. Potentially. Potentially. Because, right. Oh, no, he still has the pension, right? That's given him 42,000 taxable, right. 120. Right. So, sure. all right. So you got 42, 85% of that, but then he still has most of his other income is going to come from a Roth. Yeah. And then also with your IRA money, if, if you're charitably inclined at age 70 and a half, you can start giving it away through a qualified charitable distribution, QCD. Yep. I love it. I mean, I would absolutely, because it's going to go back to the 15. So at least take advantage of the 12% tax bracket now, but I, I wouldn't probably go higher either. Right. Learn why you should consider Roth conversions in a down market. It's the brand new blog post from Pure Financial's Chief Investment Officer, Brian Perry, CFP, CFA. And you can get to it just by clicking the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app to go to the show notes. It's right there in that list of free financial resources just above the episode transcript. You'll also find the complete Roth Papers package, a combo deal of three of our most popular guides on the nuts and bolts of earning tax-free growth on your investments for life. And hey, don't keep all this great stuff to yourself. I bet you know a lot of people who could use some free financial education. Click the share button there in the podcast show notes to spread the love and share the knowledge. This is William writing in from St. Paul, Minnesota. Close to Joe's home turf. That's right. Uh, The Surly Brewery is close to home and I enjoy a pint or two there from time to time. Though my favorite pour of the years, the Grain Belt Premium. Ooh, Minnesota State Fair. Mm. I, Grain Belt Premium is pretty good beer. Is it? What's well, it taste like? Uh, a really good beer. Is it specifically only available at the Minnesota State Fair? I have no idea. <laughs> or is that just like the optimum place to drink it? I don't know. I think any place is an optimal place <laughs> to drink Grain Belt. <laughs> I haven't been to the Minnesota State Fair since I was like four years old. But everyone's just big raving about it. Got it. Oh, it's a big fair. It's great. I don't know. I didn't. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't your thing. I'm not a big state fair guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. <laughs> no, I don't. You like don't want to go pet the goats and stuff? No, nope, no crowds. Nothing like that. You go to the Delmar Fair? Uh, that every other year. No. I only go if there's a band playing that I really want to see. Yeah. That's the same reason I go. Yeah. Um, my wife and I share a 2017 Ford C-Max Hybrid which we bought used in 2020 after the catalytic converter got swiped out of our Prius. And someone stole the catalytic converter out of his Prius. Yeah. I've, I've heard this recently that this is a thing. People are taking these out of, out of cars and then you're left with nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently the chop shops can make a whole lot of money off of selling catalytic converters. We don't drive much and neither of us likes cars. I can see why. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Okay. That solves it. They're a nuisance. <laughs> My wife, 57. I'm 55. We have no kids, no specific legacy goals, though we'd like to leave money to the arts organization we're both involved with. She makes around $80,000 a year. I've been making 110 a year and getting glowing reviews from customers. But management didn't want a 55-year-old around anymore, and I got fired in June. Ah, that's too bad. Oh, man. There's some age discrimination going on here, Big Al. Yeah, I think, uh, have you talked to an attorney? Um, So glowing reviews from customers. Yeah. Loving it. He's killing the game. And then 
turns 55. Yeah, big boss man. You're out. Yeah, we will some old ass and you look at Big Al. He's way older than you. I should talk would, to management. Would you kick me out, please? <laughs> I would appreciate getting his ass kicked in the curb here. Uh, I got fired in June. That's sad. And the idea my position was eliminated. That's oh, what they told me. Oh, yeah, that's 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 the go-to, isn't it? Yeah, you're well, you're killing it at 55. Dude, glowing reviews from customers, but I'm sorry, you position just got eliminated. You're 55. <laughs> we can't have you around. At the time, I had a part-time consulting gig that was lucrative for about two and a half months, but that ended too. There might be some consulting work to come, but I'm unsure. Best case scenario, I'd make fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year, but more realistic, fifteen to twenty. Well, there's somebody that actually is thinking realistically, like you were talking about. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, our house is paid for, and we want to stay in it as long as possible. But there are three sets of stairs, so who knows how that'll work? I mean, this guy's talking like he's, he's 70, seventy. I know, years right? Old. You know what I mean? It's like you're 55, bro. Yeah, I I have. It's like I got. I'm old. I got fired. He's out. You know. I'll just tell you. Get off my lawn. I I'm 65. I got stairs in my my home and my condo in Hawaii, and I love it. In fact, I run up and down the stairs oh, for yeah. exercise. Yeah, you do burpees and <laughs> the whole deal. Uh, Don't have to leave the home. Okay. Uh, it's like, well, who knows how that's gonna last. <laughs> Uh, we got to get wheelchair access here soon. <laughs> we have no interest in owning a second residence, but we enjoy escaping Minnesota. Awful winters for two to three weeks for vacations in Hawaii, Florida, or other similar places. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Presently, yearly expenses are around $70,000, which includes vacations. We would probably, um, it would be probably Ten or twenty thousand higher if we needed to pay for health insurance. Presently, I'm on my wife's insurance, but her health isn't quite as good as mine. So I'm planning. Uh, God, this is just getting depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we need. She's out. Man, her her health sucks. Mine is in great shape, but plus I'm, we need a new house. Uh, three sets of stairs. Just want to have a cocktail. <laughs> Presently, I. On my wife's insurance, but her health isn't quite as good as mine. So I'm planning as if we'll need to fund our own health insurance at some point. Our combined IRAs, 401k balance is $1.8 million, which includes four hundred fifty dollars in a Roth IRA, $200,000 in my 401k from my employer that fired me. The 401k plan allows rule for 55. So as I understand it, I can access the $200,000 penalty free. We have $100,000 in a brokerage account, just $10,000 in the HSA. In forty five thousand dollars in bonds, the house is probably worth around three hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Past two years, I've rolled around two hundred fifty thousand dollars from my pre tax IRA to the Roth, and have used the money in the brokerage account to pay the taxes. My wife wants to keep working, but might not be able to do so because of health. Hard to say. I'm not really excited going back to work that pays six figures. Yeah, too stressful. Who, who wants that? <laughs> The consulting money is good when it's there. Sure. I've also investigated work that is flexible, uh, but much lower paid, ranging from a substitute teacher. Right. Or he's going to sell beer at the old state fair. Yeah, that, that's the one I'd recommend. I'd appreciate your spitball thoughts on how we position the worst case. This guy lives in a worst case scenario. <laughs> well, he's just building it up for this question. It's just like, I'm like, oh my God. Uh, 
<laughs> the worst case scenario of my wife working maybe a year or two more, me bringing in 25 a year or even less age 65 and us paying our own health insurance till age 65. Also, any thoughts on future Roth conversions would be appreciated. The grand plan is to take Social Security at age 70. If we keep working in our present jobs, the government says I'd get $4,000 a month and my wife would get two and a half a month in today's dollars. Thanks again. Love the show. Well, we love you. Let's get you fired up here. <laughs> so I guess the, I mean, add the different accounts together, but a couple million bucks. We'll, we'll say we, we got that to work with. Okay. So he needs $70,000 to live off of. 70000 Okay. Yep. He's going to make 25000 or no, let's call it 90000 Let's add another ten or 20000 for the health insurance. Yeah, okay. I agree you, with you that. You fine with that? Yep. Yep. Good. Okay. So 90000 minus twenty five is his consulting income. Um, that gets us, and then his wife makes eighty. But if she's going to work for two more years, and then they got to bridge the gap from his age fifty-seven to age seventy, which yeah. is twelve, thirteen years, right, for Social Security. So, uh, t- let's see, twenty-five minus ninety is what? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Um, what's four percent? Is well, divide four percent and sixty-five. Five percent of four four percent of two million. What are you doing? I'm doing, if he's got $65,000, the need, he needs 1.6 million. If he takes 4% of 1.6 million, that gives him the 65,000. Yeah. Um, and his 70,000 says it includes his vacations and things like that. So he's got a little wiggle room to pay some tax. Yeah. But, well, the fact that he's got 1.8 million in an IRA 401k and some other money as well. Yeah. I think this works. The, the only thing, caveat here is that retiring in your 50s, 4% might be a little bit rich right? You, you as a distribution rate, or even three and probably three and a half. See how that works well, out. 6.03. He needs 2.1 million if he's taking three. And he's got a couple million. So it's pretty darn yeah, close. Yeah, you're pretty close. You know, and, and mm-hmm. if your wife works a couple more years, then hopefully you save a little bit more too. Although not much if you're not working, depends on your consulting income. But I, I think, Joe, I think this is really close yeah i mean it it, he could go sell beer or hang out have fun do something right right? and and not be the stressful nine to five and yeah you know work for the jerks that fire people that are 55 even though he had glowing right reviews i don't know if, if you heard that part i heard it yeah so here's the math folks this is what we're doing he 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 wants to spend seventy thousand dollars we're adding another twenty thousand dollars for his health insurance, which gives us 90000 And the reason we're doing that is, is presuming his wife won't be working and then they'll have to buy their own insurance until they hit Medicare age, which right. is 65. Because his wife, well, you know, he's way healthier than his yeah, wife. Right. So who knows how long she's going to work? Um, just using his language. Yep. And then he say, uh, you know what? Let me make twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 a year. So let's say it's 25000 So what's short is 65000 that needs to come from his investments. Right. So at 55, 57, you probably don't want to pull out any more than call it three, three and a half percent. Let's yeah. be conservative and say 3%. Okay, good. So then I'm dividing the 65,000 by 3%. That gets me 2.1, 2.2 million dollars is what's needed in, in investments. Right. Because if you look at, let's say if you have 2.2 million dollars, 3% of 2.2 million is 65,000. Right. So he needs 2.2 million roughly in a nest egg 
for him to do his retirement dream. Right. And that's going to bridge the gap until his age 70. Right. He, you know, I don't know how long he wants to work part-time. Maybe his wife is, you know, going to continue to work a little bit longer. If they retire tomorrow, I think this thing still works as long as I think, I think it works. And plus you got to consider when they do take social security, they'll probably be just fine. So that might argue that you could take a higher distribution rate when you consider what it's going to be when social security kicks in. Right. And it doesn't sound like they're very happy. So maybe their life expectancy is lower and they could take a little bit more out. Well, and maybe they should do something about that. Take time off, travel. Right. Turn this thing around. You got it, man. Have a little green belt. Right. Is this the guy that likes green belt? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's my man. Send him a case. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can buy it here. He's got to buy a case and send me a... Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call or email. Drinking in the derails at the end of the episode, as well as RVing. So stick around. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click that Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 and schedule a free financial assessment at a date and time convenient for you no matter where you are in the country. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. Not a big crap beer guy. Not even close to one. <laughs> I, I can name several. Yeah, uh, Martson. Well, <laughs> the one that gave me a hangover. No, not that one. You almost missed the show. That's the one Joe remembers. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah that was uh, 15 years ago, as I, I recall. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, it was uh, it was my birthday. It, it was, um, and it tasted good. Yeah, oh, I know. Down. I had one. It was awful. You didn't like day. it? No, it was okay. It tasted all right. It tasted yeah, good, but blew you up. Yeah, and I had four. Yeah, that's why I couldn't come in. Tillamadu. I've had Tillamadu before. I've never seen it spelled out like that. You could say Tillamadu, but it's yeah, that's what it looks like. I think it's like what is it? Tillamadu or is that gotta, it's Irish yeah, whiskey? Quickly, it's whiskey. Whiskey, okay, yes. got it. My mother Ruthie likes to have a couple of pops of that. Got it. Nightly? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> a little RV in? Right. You ever want to get an RV? Absolutely not. <laughs> Check this so, thing out. Look at it's like it's a monster. This is what he's actually riding around in. Oh, okay. Oh, well, it's got a little bunk above the the driving yep. cab. Yeah, kind of looks like. Uh, so me and RVs, uh, I am with you, Joe. I do not want to drive my hotel room around. No, <laughs> I'd rather go to a hotel. Yeah, I don't like driving. Yeah, I'm not a big driver. I well, I used to have to drive more because when you had little kids and you're younger, you can't afford all the the other kind of trips. And yeah, I've done enough of that myself. I I do not want to do much of a drive trip anymore, and I certainly don't want to drive my hotel room, as I said. Yep. I, my grandparents used to have the RV drive up from Tucson to Minnesota. I loved it going in there and hanging out. Right. My grandparents used to have a trailer. 
Okay. And so they would take that. But my brother absolutely loves RV. Yeah. I, I think it's, I know, we know people that have RVs or trailers and live and die by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not for me. You know, I thought about it for about a couple minutes. Did it? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. If I, I would have to like get. <laughs> Like well, you totally should just rent one first and try it out and see what well, you think see, of it. That, that's you know? right. If I ever get the itch to do this, that's what I'm going to do. And I would rent. Uh, I would have to hire a driver. <laughs> <laughs> see, you might as well fly. I, I would. I would like white knuckling that thing. You, you, I know, right? The whole way. It wouldn't be relaxed. Oh, it would be awful. Would you trust a driver though? Yeah. Or would better. you be like looking over his shoulder the whole time? No, I'd probably okay. be in the back drinking a Coors Light. Yeah, probably. Right? That's the whole purpose. That, that, of that. that would be the point, yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs>